0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the JetCast. My name is Dante, it is March 21st, uh, and today we have a special guest on for the whole episode. Uh, He runs NY Jets Edits with two of his buddies. Cam, say what's up.
1: What's up, guys?
0: And of course, we always have my co-host Dylan. Say what's up. What's up, everyone? right. and today uh, we are going to talk, for the the first half, we're going to grade pretty much all of the Jets moves in free agency, uh, starting with the releases, which is Cromartie, Cumberland, and Curly. Uh, if you guys just want to run down really quickly how you would just grade, uh, either grade them, should we grade them individually or should we grade them just as a whole? Mean, individually. As the movement, I would say or individually. I'd say Cromarty was a pretty solid cut. I mean, I would grade the contract that uh, McKagan signed with him an A+, just because he gave it, you know, a one-year, uh, just get out of it, you know. And uh, Cumberland was yeah. a solid cut. I mean, he didn't, I mean, you can replace Cumberland pretty easily. How much did we save for cutting him?
1: I think it was like around one, 2 2 yeah, mil? One.
0: Uh, 1 mil? Close to 2.
1: Something like that. Close to 2. Yeah. Close
0: to 2? Well, I mean, that's another solid cut. And Curly, it sucks to see him go, but he just didn't fit in well. So what did we save? 3.1 with him? I don't even. I think it's only like one point something.
1: Yeah, oh, I thought it was I, close to t- like two again. They were both like one point four, one point eight around there.
0: Oh, I thought it was higher. Well, I mean, I think th- as a collectively, I'd say like they handled that pretty well. So I'd give it an A. I mean, they got yeah, think... players that weren't very essential, saved us solid money, got up – I mean, we got solid depth. I mean, we'll talk about the signings later, but yeah, I think they all
2: need these all needed to happen. And a smart move by McHagan. Yeah. So I mean, what especially... would you guys
0: say? Just what A's?
1: Yeah. I give the Cromartie one an A plus. Saved so much money off of that.
0: Yeah, that eight mil actually just completely helped.
1: And who even knows? He could come back f- for a uh, veteran minimum, but who knows?
0: Yeah, very true. I mean, I mean, if we don't sign a depth corner or sign someone that can actually pl- or draft someone that can actually play, I could definitely see Crow coming back. Even yeah,
2: I'm not, I'm not really comfortable yet with Marcus Williams starting all sixteen games on the outside. Really? Uh, yeah, he did. He did have six. He had six picks. But I mean, he was also in a um nickel a lot of time and he's never really went against number two receivers and to do that all 16 games the whole season he's never done before i don't know if he's ready just yet
0: yeah it's true i mean it's a solid point um yeah i mean i I guess i haven't thought about it too much but i don't know i'm pumped for marcus williams potential yeah definitely does have
2: a lot of potential
0: the amount of that
1: came out of nowhere
0: oh yeah he came out at just no i mean it's the only thing it did that was good besides richardson I mean, so the that's the rookie. first. I mean, is there another undrafted rookie besides um, besides Harrison that has done much for us besides Williams? Recently, I, think of one. I mean, just recently, he's pretty much the only hit or hit in the uh, in the undrafted section. But so actually, that brings me back to Harrison. How uh, we let him go? Who was our last solid undrafted free agent? Uh, Harrison and Ivory are gone. Uh, I guess we can't really grade that, but. What do you guys? What are your thoughts on letting those two guys go?
2: Um, I
1: don't think the Jets could really afford Ivory's contract. That was quite a lot. And for them to get Forte at that low price like that, I think that was the right move to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, we pretty much signed Forte and Powell back for the same price, didn't we?
2: Yeah, and you could throw uh, um, Kyrie Robinson in there yeah, too. Yeah, Kyrie Robinson. I'd rather have the duo of Forte and Powell than just bring back Ivory.
0: Yeah, because you know Ivory's not going to last more than four games straight. Yeah, true. Yeah, we talked about Very it a lot true.
2: before. His durability is a question mark every season.
0: Hey, Dylan, uh, did you move your mic away or something? Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I could hear you just got like, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Like fog, it was weird. Um, so then the next move, I guess, we made, right? Unless, did you guys have more to say about that?
1: Uh, not really. Yeah, I not think so. I guess the Harrison was a little bit too much money for us to. Yeah, get.
0: I was gonna say just with Harrison. I mean, it sucks to see him go. Like we said this last week on the, or not the last week, a few weeks ago on the in the half episode. Um, that I mean it it hurts just to see him as a person go rather than the player because uh, exactly. I guess we. I mean, I'll talk about the people we added. I mean, we 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 uh, replaced him with Steven McClendon which I don't think is too big of a drop off. Uh, you guys know the price for the McClendon deal.
1: I think it was three years, right? Yeah. Three years for about $12 million, I believe.
0: Yeah, I mean, and compared to Harrison's contract where he got more than that just guaranteed, I mean, I mean it's not too big nine, of a drop off.
2: Yeah, 9 to $10 million for a year for a guy like Damon Harrison, a guy that only played half of the snaps. This is something the Jets cannot afford to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it didn't make any sense. with. I mean, yeah, he's one of the direction. best
2: one-feppers in the league, but 9 to
0: $10 million a year for a guy that I said plays. Less than half of the snaps. Yeah, like 30. He, I mean, I just remember towards the end of the year, he didn't even play like 30 snaps a game. It was, exactly. I mean, it just wasn't worth 9 mil.
2: It's not, that's not taking away anything from him because he's still obviously one of the best run-steppers, but it's just something the Jets wouldn't have been able to afford. I mean, there's Forgot a chance. To as much.
0: Yeah, the Giants might go 4-3, so maybe he'd play a lot more. So it might it might make a lot more sense for him to make a lot more money there, but for the Jets, yeah. it made no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any thoughts on that, uh, Cam?
1: Yeah, I agree. Just too much money. You got a really big deal from the Giants, and I, McKagan did say they were close on a deal, which kind of surprises me, because I don't see where the money was going to be coming from, but and overall, good good drop, I I think.
0: With the nine mil that we didn't pay him, we also signed uh, we, we signed Jarvis Jenkins, who's a pretty solid depth uh, defensive end. He started for the Bears, I think Cam said, how many? I think it was 13 games. Yeah, 13 games first uh, he started, so we have another uh, at least someone who can fill in in case maybe Moe's ankle was, is messed up by them, but I mean, it should be fine. Also, um, something
2: to think about Sheldon Richardson still might be, get, be hit with the suspension, so having a guy like Jarvis Jenkins to fill in for him for as long as he's out would, wouldn't be bad.
0: Yeah, very true. Well, uh, how old is Jarvis Jenkins? Either of you know? He's only 27. He's 27. 27. Um, yeah. And we know Sheldon is having issues with his, uh, or what is it, the, the driving thing last year. Yeah. Uh, and then. There's also – he he goes into free agency next year, I think. Is yeah, right? but
1: they're probably going to exercise the fifth-year option. Oh, I mean. that's
0: right. Well, maybe – I mean, it, it's possible that Jarvis Jenkins could be the replacement for Sheldon if they can't end up either affording him or they end up trading him if they sign Mo to a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also Kyrie Robinson and Forte, right? And, uh, I mean, both of those I think are just great signings. I mean, Forte is like – it's obviously a trend with the jets uh, i said that last week that they just like to get a running back to kind of shuffle in for those last two years of their career where they can still be effective like with lt and uh thomas jones before that and now matt yeah. forte uh and you mix him in especially if we can get Fitz back it's uh, definitely it's him him being the third option third or fourth i guess in a passing game along with starting as a running back i that's going to be fantastic
2: yeah, I, I love his fit in Chan Gailey's offense because Shane Gailey likes to pass to his running backs, and he's obviously one of the best running, receiving backs in the game. I think he had like 102
1: catches in one season, which is a running back record. Yep, I was yes. about to say that. He just
0: and, a few years ago. Actually, was it? 2014. Ran, yeah, 2014, he set the running back catch record. And, you know, he might not be running as hard or as well as he used to when he was younger, but you add in the receiving factor, and it's just, I mean, he's, he could just overall just provide more production for us than Ivory could have.
1: And people say all the time that Forte misses games all the time. He's missed eight games in eight years.
0: I actually That's didn't not know very it. much. Oh yeah, that's not much at all. I didn't know that. But
1: he missed three last year.
0: And the thing is so does Ivory, right? And with Ivory we wouldn't have been able to bring back Powell and then at least now we have Powell and Kyrie to replace the injured Forte rather than have just Ivory and have no one that can actually start mm-hmm. So, yeah, then that moves on. I mean, Forte, I'd say was a fantastic signing. Then there's Kyrie Robinson who we got for like I think it's minimum, right?
1: Yeah, it was pretty cheap.
0: I think or it might be 800k. I mean, it's it's virtually nothing against the cap. Uh, but Kyrie Robinson's signing is actually really intriguing just for the fact that a lot of people don't even think that he's hit his potential yet or he's he's peaked yet.
2: Yeah, I talked to I talked to a lot of Saints fans over Twitter and Instagram. They've a lot of them are so disappointed that their Saints weren't able to bring him back. So that gives me a lot of hope that he'll be something. Yeah. I mean, to see I- a fan base like a fan base like them just rally around him like that.
0: I posted a few pictures about him and pretty much every time like they compare him to or every time people bring up the uh Bill Parcell's comparison where he compared him to Curtis Martin. So I mean the hype around Kyrie Robinson is definitely real. I mean, you can see he bought out two years ago. This year he got injured. He was still he was still producing, but uh I guess they just were sick of the Saints always have a stable running backs. I mean that's how we got Ivory. So I guess they were just sick of having uh having that stable and they were just kinda, you know, clearing it out. But uh Kyrie I'm pretty pumped about.
2: Yeah, I'm just yeah. pumped for the whole backfield in
1: general. And, by the way, Robinson's contract was a one-year for $1.75
0: Oh, he's $1.75? Oh, I didn't know yes. that. Yes. Uh, I thought he was a lot less, but, I mean, still, I think it's less guaranteed. Uh, less guaranteed. I mean, I'd st- I'm still pumped about him. I mean, $1.75 is still not too much. Uh, mm. And then we can talk about, well, obviously the big one. I mean, the big questioning one was, not questioning, but everyone was curious what we would do with Wilkerson. Uh, we franchise tagged him. Uh, I mean, we haven't really been grading them, but I i mean, I'm pretty pumped that Wilkerson will be back, but that's not to guarantee he'll be back. It's still possible we could trade him, trade up maybe, um, but I mean, yeah, what do you guys think? You like franchise tagging, Mo?
2: Yeah, I do like bringing him back, but also something interesting was that um his agent the other day said that Mo is healthy but, and he'll be playing for someone in 2016, 2016. He didn't specifically say the Jets, so that that marks a little question mark there.
1: Yeah, Agreed. That kind of caught my eye at first. I thought at first the tweet said someone else, but it did say someone. So, it, I mean, I think it's most likely he's going to be on the Jets next, this year, but uh, whoever, who knows? It just, little bit
0: of, it just shows uncertainty, which kind of sucks. But I don't know. I can't imagine that. Uh, I could ima- if, he's, if he's at 15 mil, I could imagine that they could bring it down a little, maybe a little bit. But I don't know how that contract's going to work, uh, especially if they want to bring back Fitz. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the other the other three moves were that we re-signed Sudfeld, which isn't really, you know, a deal at all. And I was going to say a big deal at all, but it's not really a deal at all. I mean, it's just dead third or fourth tight end. He he has a little bit of – I mean, he has a little bit higher of a potential than a, some people might say. But, really uh, good
1: special teams player.
0: Yeah, especially and we need a lot of help on special teams. Uh, We brought back Kembrell Tompkins, which he had a big catch against Dallas. Didn't do a lot more, but – you know, he had some solid catches. Definitely a solid, what, fourth or fifth option. Or yeah, he came in there pretty well. Uh, and and, that's kind of provide. And then we uh, re-signed Bilal Powell, which was definitely a, a big deal because everyone says, I mean, the end of the season for him was fantastic. It's awesome that he's going to be back because it looks like he's finally hitting his potential that he was drafted for way back, what was it, 2011? Yeah, I, I believe mean, so. I mean, everyone, how route. can you not be pumped for Powell based on the way he played at towards the end of the year it sucked that he got injured in that last game and a lot of people and we talked about this before Dylan where we said he might have been the difference between us making playoffs just because he not only does he, he can he exactly. run well he just has that explosive play almost every game and the way he catches which you know Forte will help out with that's what kept our drives going
2: yes yeah, specifically the the Patriots game I remember there was like three or four straight plays where we just dumped it off the pile for first downs and that was big late in the fourth quarter he was so yeah. he was so essential to the offense in those final I mean, six games, I believe.
1: Whatever. And pa- Powell only played eleven games this year, and he had yeah. forty seven receptions for three hundred eighty eight yards, while Forte played thirteen games and had forty four receptions for uh, three hundred eighty nine yards. So basically, the same amount of yardage, but uh, Powell actually played less games than Forte. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just really pumped to see Bilal Powell play this year. I mean, it's it's about time that. Because every year it seemed like he was either going to be a huge part of the offense or he's just completely phased out. Like when CJ Two K came here with and Ivory was you know they mixed in. Powell's kind of just a forgotten guy. And then there's the, the year before that he ran for like what 700 yards or something. Him and Ivory mm-hmm. both ran for like the same amount. Yeah. And then I mean every year he's just phased in and out. And then this year it actually seems like it's built to. Almost feature him in the offense because yeah, Forte, and then you're gonna be able to just sprinkle in Powell. It's it's gonna be a good, it's a, it's a perfect fit almost. I'm mm-hmm. pumped to
2: see um if Chan Gailey uses a lot of two running back sets with him and Powell and Forte both in the lineup.
0: Yeah, because they can on both the field same too. time That'd be um, nice, exactly yeah.
2: That's a lot of weapons on the field. You talk about Marshall Decker, maybe a new one in on the slot, and then um. Powell and Forte in the backfield—that's a lot of guys you need to worry about.
0: And hopefully you have Fitz's legs too. You know he should be back. You have Fitz. I mean, there's there's so many options with this offense that Chan Gailey must be so happy. Hopefully Devin Smith develops into something.
2: That'd be, that'd be really well. nice. Oh if Devin,
0: you... Oh, you add Devin Smith in with a while working in the slot, and then maybe sprinkle in some Devin Smith just de- streaking down the field. Oh, that'll be so nice.
2: Yeah, Devin Smith this year. I don't, know, I don't know how his ACL rehab is going, but hopefully he'll be ready for camp and all that, because last year he missed all of that due to that rib injury and didn't play any preseason games. So his first NFL action was week three against the Eagles. So he'll get that experience this year and hopefully develop more chemistry with, with the offense.
0: Okay, so I totally yeah, I, I, I really... That Eagles game, I mean, they threw him in, the fans. I, I mean, like we said before, the fans totally just were ripping him apart, but... No one really re- likes to think about how he just didn't have camp. He missed the first two weeks of the season, and plus he switched. He's when he was practicing, it was Gino, and then he got injured, and then it was Fitz. So he didn't have any chemistry built up. Uh, plus, Fitz exactly. doesn't really have an arm to be able to throw to him. And uh, you know, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna come back to that when we answer one of our questions about quarterbacks. But uh, unless you guys have anything else to say, that's that's an, that's pretty much it for free agency, right? Yeah,
1: that's pretty yeah. good for me.
0: Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So we're gonna stop it right now, and then we're gonna head into some questions. Yeah. All right. So for our for our first questions from one of my contributors is Ian underscore Bavona. He says, "On his chances, you think Fitz comes back?" Uh, Dylan, you wanna take this one?
2: Um, I think I'll say about. I think there's a good chance cuz um there's really nobody else interested in Fitzpatrick. There was a there was the Broncos, but then they said they weren't really willing to pay his price tag. There's really no one else. I heard the Rams were a little interested, but now that's faded away. So it's really it's really only the Jets that are interested in. Him. So eventually I think he's going to cave and take whatever Jets will give him.
0: Um I'm going to go percentage chance and I'll say that there is a, a 75% chance and I only say that 25% is that the the tiny chance the five percent or the one percent chance he retires or the twenty four percent chance that he just doesn't care about winning and just goes to the Browns or something uh, I I mean where else can he play I don't understand why he's still waiting for more money unless he's waiting yeah. for us to cut someone or something I don't understand where he's gonna play um, where he's not gonna get more money or just a better team in general I mean I don't I don't I don't know I don't understand what's going on with a fifth situation That's I don't see I'm why saying. he's not already resigned it doesn't make sense. I think I never think it,
1: thought we'd get to this point either. Like he yeah. just didn't seem like the type of a guy.
0: Yeah, I, I think it, it, he's I, he's almost being greedy, and I hate to say that because it, it, I don't understand because I I mean I'm obviously dumbfounded with it. Just I understand he has five kids, so he wants to make as much money as possible. But at this point, he's losing more and more money because no one's going to pay him what he wants. So where is he going to play besides the place where he's actually going to be really good? Does he not care about winning? Or I don't understand. It just it really does not make sense.
2: He needs. He needs to realize that the Jets have the best situation for him. He's got the chemistry built up from last
0: year. He he's the only place for him. He's the best De- fit and the only place. I don't understand.
2: I, I could not see him play anywhere else. Cam, okay, you got anything? What do you think?
1: <laughs> I think there's an 80% chance he'll be back. And uh, really, I mean, at the end of the day, I think he's going to get between 10 and 13 million with the Jets. And uh, I do think the Jets will cut to Shaw Ferguson at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that might be the only guy that they could cut or maybe restructure, but, yeah, see, it's it's hard to put a percent chance on it because it doesn't, it makes, it just, I have no, I don't understand, I don't understand it, like I said, but, uh, yeah, it's hard to put a percent on it, but I think we all agree that there's a really good chance that he's back. Um, a very slim chance that he leaves is probably the better way to put it, but, uh, yeah, so there you go, Ian. I'm on. Um... Oh, Dylan, you going? I'm just I'm
2: hoping that they can um cut the Brkichaw, and then re-sign him for maybe like three or four million because yeah. um the like Panthers Charles did something Johnson. similar with yeah Charles Johnson he was I think he he's getting a fifteen million cap hit or whatever and they cut him and then he waited a few days visited a couple teams I think and then they're re-signing back with the Panthers for three million so that's a huge steal for them I and the
1: still great. he's still a solid tackle and everything it's just i don't think he's worth the 14 million no, he's definitely he's a, not. he's
0: a very average tackle very average left tackle maybe a little bit below average in what was it pass blocking last year or run blocking i was yeah. getting confused but uh i don't know with with him it's like he's he, right now he i think russell Okung might have uh came over or might have topped him but as as of before before the russell Okung deal because i'm not sure Fitz was the highest paid left tackle in the league and he's nowhere near worth that you mean brick what did I yeah did I say you said Fitz <laughs> oh no DeBrickishaw is the highest paid left tackle in the league and it makes no sense it just doesn't I it, he he should not be the highest paid left tackle in the league uh, and yeah. I mean how does he not realize that you know I, I would imagine I imagine they're kind of McAdams looking at that kind of you know suspiciously you might end up just getting him cut who knows I mean the drop off from uh, I would say the big yeah. drop it wouldn't be too big of a drop off maybe if they sign a left tackle but I don't know who's left so it could be
1: well, we missed out on our chances on Kelvin Beachum, so there's that. Yeah, uh,
0: but, that been could a be a draft
1: game. option. There's some solid tackles in their first
0: round. Where did Beachum uh, end up Conklin, going? Jack
1: Conklin, Taylor Decker.
0: Where did Beecham end up going? Beecham Jaguars went to
1: the Jaguars. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, with well, that's also another option. Is the the first round they could draft? Yeah, they could draft. What was it? Conklin and uh, Decker are the two that? Yeah. Uh, I is Conklin Conklin's not too much of a left tackle though, is he? I'm not really sure what Conklin, I read that he plays
2: both, but um. He's more of a, I think it was a right tackle, but he's, yeah, like, I think he's, he's more guard
0: right tackle. And like awesome Decker, a right Taylor tackle. Decker is the one that could eventually play left tackle.
2: I want to read, I want to read something that I said, hold on. Um, He's primarily a right tackle, but he has the ability to play on the left side.
0: Oh, really? Oh. I didn't, I, I haven't looked into Conklin too much. I know Decker is supposed to be a solid eventual eventually is supposed to be a left tackle. But apparently like in the past few years it doesn't seem like there's many good first round uh linemen. Or they they don't work out very well. Besides uh what, Zach Martin, um I mean there's they're not there's a lot of offensive linemen drafted first round that don't really work out lately.
1: Yeah, those mm-hmm. one that one draft there was the first and second pick were both offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I don't think really uh, any of them like really panned out.
0: Yeah the Gino Giraffe. What was it uh Chase, Eric Fisher, yeah, Eric Fisher and Luke Jokel.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, neither of them have been really good. They've <laughs> no, been average. Cool. I, I think Eric That's Fisher was benched. That draft was kind of a struggle there.
0: Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. All right, Dylan, what, what's your uh, first question?
2: Um, he said, "Um, what are your thoughts on Gino starting again once again?"
0: Oh man, uh, I have.
2: I have a lot to say about this one. Cam, that you want to start
0: this one off since we both kind of talked to yo. you?
2: Well, since
1: I said there's an 80% Fitz is back, I think there's probably maybe a 15% that Geno starts if Fitz leaves. Oh, my bad. 15% overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Bryce Pay is the other five. I don't think Geno Smith's is going to be starting next year because I do think Fitz is going to be back. Yeah. Um, you know, Gino, I don't think the fan base is with him.
0: <laughs> no, the, no, not <laughs> yeah, at
1: all. The organization, I really don't know. I don't think they're really with him. I think they're more onto Fitz, as you can see, Brandon Marshall and all of his Instagram posts. So um, I think Gino may play this last year out of his contract and go in free agency.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, Dylan, I'm going to hold you for last just because I know you have a lot to say. Okay. Um, I don't see Gino I mean, Gino is also another kind of confusing situation where you can make the argument where he had what thirteen touchdowns, thirteen picks, and he had no one. You know he had uh, what Decker was his number one, but he kept getting hurt. But uh, I think he had, I think his last year was with San Antonio, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can make the argument. You can make the argument that he didn't have uh, you know the team around him, but that's not a full excuse for how many mistakes he made. Uh, and the, see the nail in the coffin for me with Gino, although I would support whoever is our quarterback next year, just because, you know, I'm loyal, but, um, and I just want to see any of our players succeed. So it's not that I hate Gino or anything. I just, I don't want him to be our starting quarterback if there's other options and the nail in the coffin for, you know, my supporting him was when he got himself into a situation where, you know, he got into a fight with his own teammate Uh, that, that, when has that ever happened where it got so aggressive that he got his jaw broken? Can you even think of another situation where a quarterback or any player got in such a bad situation where someone got that hurt?
2: No, I can't, yeah, think of I
0: can't think of anything like that. And, you know, people are saying, oh, that guy just must have been crazy. I've seen that comment before, like where it was just IK and M. Pally that he was just crazy. But he's doing fine on another team. And he did have an assault charge, I think, in his past, but. Gino got himself in that situation, and that's when he needed to just be as smart as he could because the team, he had a great team handed to him, he's ready to go, and he gets himself in that situation. That kind of put the nail in the coffin for me with my hope for Gino.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, as you said before, the t- he's never really had a team around him. I mean, his best receiver last uh, last year was Eric Decker, which was, he's a number. T- he's a great receiver, but he's better suited as a number two role. And in his rookie season, I mean, he had a beat of San Antonio Holmes, it was Jeremy Curley, David Nelson, I believe. So really no one around him. And now he's got he has a he's only twenty-five years old, I'm saying. And he's got he's got a offensive coordinator Shane Gilley, who's known for making mediocre quarterbacks look better. He's he's made a guy like Tyler Thigpen play average to a good starting quarterback play. I think with the guys around him like Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, he's got Forte and Powell in the backfield, and obviously an offense that's tailored to making the quarterback look better. I just I'm not saying I want him to start, but I think there's a, I think there's a real chance that he could be something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Gino working for a year. And, I mean, I, it's not that I would be so against it that I'd be, like, pissed off. But I just don't uh, – It's just the way he handled he conducted himself. And they even said it before the draft that they just thought he was kind of stuck up. And also, I want to point this out. We lost Cam. Uh, just he had to get off. But – so that was it. That was Cam. I didn't know if you heard that, Dylan. But Cam oh, I didn't off. Need- but um But – Yes, I mean, like you pointed out, you know, Chan Gailey made Tyler Thigpen play pretty well. He made Fitz play really well. Yeah. Uh, he made Cordell Stewart into a Pro Bowl quarterback. But, I mean, Gino, I, I mean, if we're talking that, could he make Gino a solid quarterback and, you know, put up decent numbers? Of course he could. I totally think he could because Gino has the physical tools. I just don't think Gino's a leader, and I don't think that he has, you know, the, the intangibles to take us to the playoffs or further. But, of course. I would give him the shot. I'd give him the opportunity, just because it's not fair to you know t- roll someone out because of one mistake uh, with a teammate. So you know, I support him. I would if if we can't get Fitz back and he's our number, he's our option. Then yeah, of course I'll support the guy. And I just um,
2: yeah. I just hate that he got into that incident last year because then we could have saw what he could do last year instead of like making this whole big situation again this year. I wish we could just got it out of the way last year. I think it would have been better.
0: Is uh, is this instead. his uh, is this his final year on contract?
2: I, he got drafted in 2013. I don't know. I don't remember what his deal is.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember. I was going to say, I think second round, this will be, we could add a team option, but this could be his final year with the Jets. Um,
2: yeah, but it just really sucks that he got into that, the Johnson last year because then we could have saw what he was, because yeah. he's obviously going to be a starter last year. He was, Fitzpatrick was the clear backup and then that situation happened and then Fitzpatrick went on to have a great season, but I mean, we could have got this all out of the way already right, and see what he yeah, was. Yeah, he just he set or.
0: himself up to fail. Though. I mean, just or he he just... See, that's why it's so disappointing for me or Gino just kind of like... It kind of bothers me to think that we might have to... It's hard to put your faith in someone that did that to, to you. You know what I mean? it. That, that affected yeah. every fan because everyone was like, oh, I hear Gino Smith doing really good in camp. I'm really pumped for this guy. And then he gets himself in that situation. Um, I mean, it's not like he's... Uh, the worst quarterback ever. He put up what uh, 18 touchdowns his rookie year, including rushing. Uh, I yeah. think like 15 his his second year. So it's not like he can't play. He's not as bad as some of these other guys, but it's just hard to put your faith in him. You know?
2: Yeah. Oh, um, another thing. Okay. People um people rag on him about last year's Raiders game and how bad he played, but he didn't even play that bad for a guy that didn't play in a game NFL game since the season before. And I mean, two touchdowns, one pick. He had a pick was a terrible pick. But once he got, once he got um, comfortable, he looked okay.
0: I mean, it's kind of funny that pick, that pick he threw was basically just a pick that Fitz would throw. I mean, he just threw it up to Marshall. That's that's what the offense is, you know. Exactly. Um, I remember that
2: too because um, it was like it was like his first first drive I think, and he threw a pick, and everyone was like, "Oh God, not this again."
0: Yeah, I mean, he should have been more prepared to play. Um, yeah. But it's he didn't play awful. He was like, I think he was like. Twenty, what was he? Twenty-seven or forty-two or something like that. And then he yeah. had like two hundred odd yards and two touchdowns, one pick. It's not bad at all. He had like that thirty-four yard rush. So he showed that he can play. I mean, he's not—he's a serviceable. I, right as of now, I would say he's very—he's serviceable. I mean, he could get us through a year. He could maybe have the same season Fitz had. But mm-hmm. the difference between Fitz and Geno, how they conduct themselves off the field—that's—and maybe even on the field. I mean, it doesn't seem like Geno yeah. gets too pumped, but you know. Maybe it, maybe it'll all change. Who knows? We might end up just having to see Geno play this year. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go to the next question. though. this one's from Tim Zaldu. He said, "What quarterbacks have got your eye in the draft?" I'm gonna I you know paraphrase in the draft because I don't know if he meant just in the draft, but that's what I want to talk about. I'm gonna say Paxton Lynch at 20 is a pretty you know uh, enticing option, especially if we don't bring Fitz back. Um, but that would basically mean Petty is kind of done. Just because I don't think you'll you know drop your first rounder and let your fourth rounder start, um, but crazier things have happened. Uh, but you know Paxton Lynch, I'd like especially being six seven, almost six eight, throwing to six five or six four Marshall with the other six three Decker. How tall is Amaro? Six three or six four? Yeah, six three, six four, Jason Merrill. I mean, that's insane offense. Just the height difference there. It, it's almost like basketball. Well, not now basketball, but back, you know, early two thousands when the height advantage was like the big thing to do. Now it's all just you know small ball. But um, with football, I mean, that height difference is going to be insane. Like what what, are the, what what slot corners do? But uh, exactly. So Paxton Lynch would be really cool. He would definitely uh, fit in with Jaron Gailey, especially with that cannon of an arm. He'll be throwing it up to uh, Smith, which would be you know the big difference. What I was talking about earlier when I said I'd mention this again, uh, Devin Smith can't really fit in too well with Fitz just because you know Devin Smith, needs a ball out in front of him where he's going to catch it and run. You know He's going to catch it yeah. mid-stride. Fitz, it's kind of hard to mix that kind of wide receiver with Fitz, but with Paxton Lynch, that would work very well. And the other one who would be a late rounder, Maybe third to like fifth. I'm not actually sure what round uh, he would go. Um, but Kevin Hogan from uh, Stanford. He's 6'3", 218, So I think he'd have to put on a little bit more weight. Um, yeah. He played behind Andrew Luck. Uh, I think actually, I think he redshirted, but uh, he was behind Andrew Luck for a few years, so he didn't get to play when he was younger. Uh, he arm strength. Uh, his arm strength is very powerful. I mean, he has a very powerful arm. He a very strong arm. Um, the only big issue is that his accuracy. Is is basically in the scouting reports. Everyone uh, talks about his accuracy and his, his uh, long delivery time. But um, I don't know. I think with uh, this offense, especially with these big, big targets, uh, you know, like I said, with the wingspans of the wide receivers, you don't have to be too accurate to throw to Decker and Marshall. So, um, mm-hmm. but he's a little bit slow. The running we rough, but uh, like I was saying, the accuracy issue could be fixed, especially throwing to huge targets like them. Uh, so Kevin Hogan, Paxton Lynch are the two I'd be interested in the draft. Uh, Paxton Lynch round one, maybe round two if he drops, and Kevin Hogan later maybe third, third to seventh, who knows? But uh, cause I'm I never understand the you know the, the draft drops and stuff. But yeah, uh, those are my thoughts. What, what do you think? Quarterbacks that catch your eye?
2: I'll be honest, I haven't really dove too much into the quarterback draft class. But uh, one guy I like in the mid rounds is um Michigan State's quarterback Connor Cook he um oh yeah i saw a lot of i saw some mock drafts last year because they didn't know if he was going to come out or not a lot of people some people had the jets picking him at six which i thought was pretty crazy but he did have a good year and then he followed up with an okay year i mean I, again i haven't really looked into the um i haven't really watched much film or on, looked at stats or anything. connor I, cook
0: oh connor cook okay i thought you said someone else um yeah, Connor Cook. Uh, wait, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: <laughs> it's fine. I I really have much to say. Oh
0: yeah, Connor Cook. I mean, everyone. Uh, I was checking my phone because the uh, Cam, who was just on, he was just tell- he tried to tell me that uh, his thing dropped, but uh, well, he had to get off. But uh, yeah, Connor Cook. I mean, he was supposed to be a first rounder. I like Connor Cook a lot last year. Um, this year, it's like it's almost like the Gino thing. You know, it's not not quite as accurate yet, but. Uh, the thoughts around Connor cook is that he is not much of a leader. Um, but I don't know. He, he, how far did they go this year? Did they make it? They didn't make it the, uh, championship did they?
2: Um, Michigan's, yeah, Michigan they were,
0: state made it to the final four, I think, right. They were in the playoff.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're in the playoff and lost.
0: Yeah. They were in the playoff. So, I mean, he took them to how many wins. I mean, he, he's, he's somewhat of a leader at least. And, but, uh, apparently the biggest issue is that he's, he's not much of a leader, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, would you take him second round or what would you take him?
2: Um, I'd th- I would i would would be willing to take a second rounder on. he's use think, a second rounder for him. Uh, maybe it, third.
0: Yeah, third rounder is almost pretty much a yeah for me. It it for McKagan, I think it comes down to how much faith they have in Petty because if you draft second. someone second or first round you kind of gotta like you kind of almost have to shove Petty aside because it's like, am I really gonna invest this pick and then try to play uh Petty but um i think when if it comes down to drafting a qb it's going to be all down to what they think of Petty, and well also definitely uh including the uh fit situation gino situation but uh did you have anyone else you want to talk about i uh, know that's it yeah Con- connor yeah. cook kevin hogan and paxton lynch i think are the options for us the uh the other two were dak prescott but i don't know if uh, M- mike is in- interested with that it was dui right Yeah, And then there was also Cardale Jones, who everyone was pumped for, but uh, didn't play as well this year. I think he got benched. Um, But, you know, those are another options. Kevin Hogan, Cardale Jones, Connor Cook, Paston Lynch, and Dak Prescott.
2: um... Christian Hackenberg could be an option. As oh
0: all. yeah, Hackenberg. Hackenberg is weird though. He, I mean, his his rookie year he looked like he was going to be a number one number one overall pick eventually and then he just fell apart, but that team pretty much did suck. I mean, just Penn State. Yeah,
2: especially their offensive line. He got so beat oh, up last year. Oh, he got season.
0: destroyed and the wide receivers besides Allen Robinson, he hasn't had much help there. So, it's like it's almost like the Gino's rookie year, second year thing where he just didn't get a lot of help. But uh yeah. Christian Hackenberg I think is dropped to like fourth or fifth round. mm
2: mm-hmm. Mhm. Maybe like another
0: petty. Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, I don't I have no issue at all with taking a quarterback uh, especially third or on, third or on because then you have uh you know if Petty doesn't work out, give this kid a shot. You know, I mean, that's the Ron Wolf strategy I've mentioned before where you draft yeah. a quarterback every year and then Packers ended up having Hasselback, Favre, um there's like I can't name them all. There was like six quarterbacks on that team that ended up starting for other teams. So Exactly. Uh, you know, it's it's a good strategy to just get more quarterbacks. Uh, you can never have well, actually, you can kind of say that about every position, but you can never have enough QB prospects because if one doesn't work out, you have another option. What yeah, was your uh, next question?
2: My next question was um, who do you think will get the majority of carries between Matt Forte, Bilal Powell, and Kyrie Robinson?
0: Um, Kyrie, I think, I think it's just going to be kind of like this. A little bit, le- you know how Ivory had a lot more than Powell. Well, of course, let's say injuries don't happen. Okay, yeah. then I'm gonna say it'd be like fifty percent, or let's say forty. 40- oh man, I'm really bad at math. Let's say it would go forty percent Forte, thirty percent Powell, and then uh, th- nah, i was gonna say thirty percent Kyrie. But I don't think Kyrie's gonna play as much as people expect. Um, yeah, I think um.
2: Kyrie will be used more as like a red zone back, short yards, because he's he's a bigger back than um Forte and Powell, and he's he's um able to turn out more yards in short yard situations than Powell and Forte would. Yeah,
0: true. I, I don't know. I I would say it's gonna be more like a sixty, uh, six. Oh man, I I don't even know. I, it's it's so strange because it's a lot different. Because Powell was used as the the receiving replacement for Ivory, you know, but Matt Forte now they have cash. two of those guys. Yeah, so maybe it'll be like a forty, forty, twenty. You know um but especially well including injuries for Kyrie will play a lot because you, you forte is not gonna be able to hold up I don't think for 16 straight games starting so I think Kyrie will play more but let's say base no injury I'm gonna say it's gonna be like uh, like 40 40 20. yeah that would, I could I could see that I mean because yeah, I mean let's say well how many carries did uh i'm gonna go hang on I'm gonna look up one thing real quick because do you remember what year was it where ivory and Powell played uh pretty much the same amount. Was that 2013?
2: That was 2013, yeah. Yeah,
0: Uno's Chris... Let me go. To the New York Jets stats. Because um, what I'm thinking is it would almost be like that situation. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, if we had... um, If it was just Ivory and Powell again, I'd say Ivory was get majority carries and Impell Powell will be in passing situations.
0: Yeah, it's just... It's a lot yeah. different now,
2: though. Yeah, now we have two receiving backs. Yeah. So it's like...
0: Okay, so I would, was... I think uh, find
2: a good way to use them, though.
0: 182 carries for Ivory, 176 carries for Powell I could see it being a lot like that and then you add in but that doesn't leave a lot of carries for um
2: Kyrie yeah
0: for Kyrie so I could see it being like 160 for Powell or for Forte 120 for Bolal Powell and then like 60 for Kyrie that's yeah. how I could see it ending up uh, of course injuries can are gonna wreck every prediction I make but uh that's definitely how I could see it. that I think that's the idea for now also um
2: A guy a lot of people have forgotten about Zach Stacy. He's still on the roster.
0: Oh yeah, Zach Stacy.
2: I mean, he didn't. He didn't really have a great season with the Jets. He ended up fracturing fracturing his ankle against the Bills in the Thursday night game. But I think they'll let um. I think they'll let um Robinson and Stacy go out for that final third running back spot in camp in preseason.
0: Yeah, I think they're also. I still think they'll draft a running back too. It's not a guarantee that Kyrie even makes the roster too. Exactly. Especially because he was just injured. Injuries too. Yeah. All right.
2: Let's see how they both go. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's yeah. there's so much. I mean, it's hard to talk about how, what like the actual game plan right now because we don't even know the team. Exactly. Um, my next question was, and this is my favorite type of questions. is Joey underscore Diaz. Who is your ideal pick for the Jets in the first round?
2: Um. I think I'll start I know off. yours. Yeah, Darren Lee, Ohio State, outside linebacker, edge rusher, whatever. He. Okay. This kid, his athleticism is just unreal. I mean, his speed, he's faster, he's faster than most wide receivers, four-yard dashes in the combine. Did he have a 4-3 or 4-4? Four four? I think it was low 4-4. Four four.
0: Low 4-4, four, oh, man.
2: I mean, four he's faster four. than half the receivers in the combine. The guy, having a guy like him come off the edge, and also, he's got, he's got coverage ability. He, like, he was very solid man-to-man coverage at his t- during his time at the hospital. So he
0: could essentially be like the, the Calvin Pace replacement, whereas he actually plays every down.
2: Exactly. I mean, having a guy that quick, coming off the edge, I mean, alongside Wilkerson, Sheldon, and Leonard Williams, that's, that's, that's insane. That's pretty
0: much his defense's biggest weakness. is just speed. And adding someone like that with a 4-4 and being an edge rusher, plus being able to play every down, that'd be really nice. Um, then you also
2: add in that he can cover as well. So, Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's what you it means so to picks. play every down.
0: That'd be really nice. Plus him with if only him cross from Malden too would be really nice.
2: Yeah, I hope him if Malden develops into something special, then yeah, add and lead to that. That's a very nice young with oh, speed. Very.
0: Um, what was the next? Oh, um, not the next question. So, I was thinking of Reggie Ragland, right? But then I saw. I mean, yeah. apparently he didn't even want to run his forty because it was really slow. I think he he ran like an unofficial four eight or something. Um. Okay. And then, but apparently that that was a while ago, and now he didn't even want to run at the pro day, so that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of worried about his speed. I know 40s aren't everything, but uh, we kind of have a Reggie Ragland and David Harris, so I don't know. Reggie Ragland is is something. Is so, I wouldn't mind if they picked him, um, but I wasn't thinking. Well, my ideal pick is still Ezekiel Elliott. I still want Ezekiel Elliott. I mean. I know he doesn't really fit with our free agency additions, but it'd be really nice to have a young running back who could be like a, a classic Edge James or yeah. Um, I th- I think right now who I would pick would be Leonard Floyd or Darren Lee. Le- I would I would edge Darren Lee out, or I would edge uh, Leonard Floyd over Darren Lee. Um, just because I, th- I think he's a little bit more refi- refined, but yeah. I mean either way I'd be pumped about either of those those options. Uh, I with could Floyd. Say, I
2: just think I just think Floyd needs to get bigger yeah he's, he's really thin
0: yeah i agree with that I, but that,
2: once he gets an nfl room, that shouldn't be a problem
0: i could see darren lee rising a lot though
2: so I, yeah I, I, he might not even be I've read,
0: there i saw some in the top 10 he's yeah been, he's really his stock has
2: been rising a lot since the combine he, yeah. he put on a show
0: darren lee is gonna rise so i'm i don't i almost don't think that he'll be there for us but of course he could be um but for i'm gonna go with leonard floyd for my yeah, ideal floyd,
2: first pick floyd's probably a more realistic option and then um Talking about Reggie Racklin, obviously, talk about the speed factor. The Jets need speed on their defense, and he obviously doesn't have it. Also, his coverage ability is um questionable, and the Jets need a guy. You saw they moved on for the Davis because his ability. I mean, he he's a tackler, but he just could not cover yeah. running backs. So we got so beat up every game. From, if you're
0: looking at it from the perspective like if you if you're looking at it on paper Reggie Ragland makes a ton of sense but yeah. you look into it a little bit more you don't we don't need another David Harris just because I mean David Harris can cover but not very well uh speedy running backs that went into uh went into the uh, uh receive or uh, went to receive or catch that's what killed us in a lot of games and that's been killing yeah. us for a few years so Darren Lee would help out with that a lot too uh, I
2: mean they do need they do need another inside linebacker but after Harris goes um. They inside lost to linebackers.
0: Mario. I, I think I've said something like this before. I think it was running backs compared to outside linebackers. It's a lot easier to get an inside linebacker later in the draft. Uh, you know, the drop off of inside linebackers first round to later in the draft is a lot, uh, a lot less significant than you know pass rushers.
2: Yeah. Also, um, they've been really high on undraft- here's undrafted last year, Taiwan Jones. So maybe they could just.
0: Yeah, true. I'll
2: keep him as a second linebacker, not spend any money or a draft pick.
0: And they're also interested in Aaron, bringing Aaron Henderson back, so maybe we will oh, yeah, get somewhere too. that's gonna start. His um,
2: market's picked up a lot recently. I think he's like three to four teams that are interested in. I think in he-, he
0: wants four and a half mil a year. Uh, so I
2: don't know.
0: I think we could get I mean, that. I think we, we, could, we, could, we could do that. It. Um what was your next question?
2: Oh I'm not prepared.
0: <laughs> did wait, did you do three?
2: I picked um I did what I did, Gino.
0: Do know
2: running, running
0: back? Backs. Yeah, I haven't done another one. Did you say Let it?
2: See. Oh, man. Nice. Um, What players. Lessons from a Patriots account. Uh, oddly enough. What players are currently taking up a large amount of cat space, do you think? we got to talk about this. It's obviously Brick and Wilkerson.
0: Yeah, I mean, to Brickishaw, like we said, we could cut him, but it's not easy to. Replace him. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if there's really any other cap casualties right now. Um,
2: I mean, that I mean, he kind of got rid it. of him. <laughs> yeah, they've done. They've done their work already.
0: I'm gonna look it up actually. So let's see. I'm gonna and we also go... see
2: Wilkins, we talked about potentially trading
0: him. Freddie Bishop comes up. Okay, so right now Mo Mo is making 15 million a year. Uh, I wish Revis would restructure. He won't. He's at 14 mil. DeBrickishaw is actually at ten mil right now, but including bonuses, it goes up to fourteen mil. Brandon Marshall, which you thought maybe would bring down a little bit, but he didn't. Uh, he's at eight, eight, almost seven mil. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really anyone that I mean. Buster Screen is making six mil a year, but I think it might be mostly guaranteed. I don't, we don't really have any like just. I, I guess I think the number one option would be Breno Giacomini, Uh If yeah. we don't get any, if we don't cut anyone else. Uh, but Breno could be that guy. I, I don't think there's many. O- there's not really any options to be totally honest. Besides Brkichar or Breno Jacomini, we definitely can't cut both of them. Uh, but I think Breno could go. We also
2: got to think about who are we replacing them with because we can't just cut them without a replacement. Exactly, we, but it, have,
0: uh, apparently they're high the on part. they're high on Brent Qua- Quali. Yeah,
2: Quali, Quali.
0: They're it high on Brent Quali, so maybe he could replace Breno. Uh, but if anyone goes next, it's going to be Breno or Brick. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's all of our questions, guys. Well, uh,
2: since that, that one was short, um, I've got one. What are we going to do at the tight end position?
0: Oh, actually, I think we answered this once. We did? Uh, I think Amaro. Yeah, I mean, Amaro's going to take his spot. They don't use tight ends too much, so I think it's just going to be Amaro. Did we sign a tight end? We didn't sign one, did we? Um, we re-signed Kellen Davis. Oh, yeah. But they've
2: sh- they shown, they shown interest in the tight end market. They've um, brought in Jermaine Gresham for a visit. They even offered him a four-year deal that he ended up declining about right. And they also um, recently brought in the Saints today and Josh Hill. So they are interested in bringing another guy and maybe they um take one in the mid-rounds of the draft. Maybe the guy like Hunter Henry, who I really like. I think it's Arkansas he's out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, think, Miller, I do think uh, they want to add another guy.
0: Matt Miller thinks Hunter... Hen- Is Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry thinks that... Yeah. He might go second round, though. Um... I think the tight end is gonna I think the tight end position is gonna stay relatively the same. I think they like that they can bring back Zach Sudfeld just because he's solid special team or solid uh fill in for, you know, uh Amero or Kellen Davis. Um they might add one in the draft, but I think that the the tight end is gonna be uh the tight end depth chart is gonna be Amero, Kellen Davis, Sudfeld. I guess if you qualify Tanner Purdom, but he's our long snapper. Um <laughs> you know, just in Madden, that's how it is. Um but I think tight end position is gonna stay relatively the same. At least, I do, at least we get Amaro back though.
2: I do think it'll be used a little more though. Just the fact that Amaro's such a oh big yeah oh for guy. sure
0: especially because Amaro can actually catch. We didn't really have a catch like someone that could catch last year. Uh, well, Cumberland could, but he can't block for his life, so that didn't really help out. Um, Amaro might play the same like might mix in at the role uh, a played because you know how he played that H back. Yeah. Um, but a nonwa, I don't know. Tight, tight end position is kind of weird with the Jets because it's not really defined as tight end. It's more H backs, um, mm. unless you're Kellen Davis. Um, so, that's really it, I think. I, I think Jets that's Jets. all our questions. I thought, yeah. yeah, that's everything, guys. Uh, I was a little bit more uh, lethargic today, but uh, it's kind of late, and we also had school. But I gotta plug everything. Uh, definitely go. F- I mean, if you follow us, too, you probably without a doubt follow NY Jets edits. That's Cam Shanks uh, Instagram. Uh, but obviously follow ours. NY Jets fans only is Dylan on Twitter and Instagram. Mine is NY Jets era on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. If you could, please leave a review. And uh, we, we're still trying to get back on pace, but obviously not a lot is happening. We kind of rambled this episode just because we finally were able to talk about some stuff. Um, Hopefully Fitz resigns, you know, and uh, that's everything. Dylan, you got anything else?
2: Uh, No, I think that's it. Hopefully next week. YouTube
0: videos. Definitely check out the YouTube videos. Channel. I've been training
2: them a lot recently. I've recently posted um Welcome to New York, Matt Forte, and then also Blah Powell's career highlights. Yeah. So I'm working on some more. We're gonna post like Kyrie Robinson as well. So they'll definitely look out for that.
0: Yeah, lots of time are putting in these videos, so I mean it's definitely worth worth a look. It'll get you pumped up about the upcoming season. And what was I gonna say? Oh, the channel name is the Jetcast, not either of our names. I know a lot of people get confused with that. Yeah. Um but yeah, check out check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud, should be up. Uh On the 21st, maybe 22nd, depending on what time it is uh, for you guys. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.